Hey everyone, welcome back to another broadcast of In the Trenches. I'm excited to have on the call today Jack Bourne, who's the CEO and founder of Deadline Funnel. And Deadline Funnel lets you add urgency to your marketing funnel so you can sell more in less time. And in today's call, we talk a little bit about the software and we talk a little bit about Jack's kind of origin story, how he got into software in the first place, which is kind of interesting. But the majority of the conversation is focused around this idea of adding urgency to your marketing funnel and ways that you can do so ethically, honestly, and in a way that will actually help you sell more. And I've definitely talked about this in my writing via my newsletter. I've written about launches on blog posts and things like that. And it's always useful without a shadow of a doubt to have a deadline for somebody to take action, to get them to pull the trigger because people are just procrastinators by nature. But one of the questions that always comes up is how can we introduce things like urgency and scarcity and limited supply to increase sales conversions in an ethical manner. So in a way that's authentic, transparent, and still does the job. So today's conversation with Jack is all about that. And I'd say my biggest takeaway is how Jack approaches this concept of urgency and introducing urgency into your marketing funnel in a way that you can automate it and how we can do so ethically. So some really exciting stuff today, and I'm excited to get to the interview. So let's get to it. So Jack, the way I want to kick things off, actually, before we get into this idea of urgency, scarcity, and integrating these things into a sales funnel, and especially the idea around automating it in a way that's not scammy, I do want to know a little bit of your backstory. How did you actually get into software development in the first place? Oh, man. Uh, so I will try. I will give the short backstory. Um, I'll try to make this short. So I've been, I've been online... Earning my earning my income online, supporting my family online for over a decade. So there's a lot that could be talked about, but I'll try to skip over uh, a bunch of stuff. But the where I where I began actually is kind of kind of ties back to the whole deadline thing, although I didn't know it at the time. So this was back before Jeff Walker was talking about product launches. Back before you were talking about product launches, um, I. I had quit my job, actually told my boss to go to hell, um, spent the next year building out um, building out kind of an eBay for healthcare workers. It was kind of a job site, right? There's there people wanting to hire them and people wanting to be hired. And I spent a year building this thing out and, and I bought some code off of uh, what was hotscripts.com. I don't know even if that website still exists. Uh, it had bugs in it, and so I needed to fix it. I had no idea what I was doing. I went and bought a book, which I'm dating myself again by telling you the title. It was called PHP 4. We're, we're now on PHP 7. Um, and so this was a long time ago, and so I just started going through the book and, and going line by line and trying to fix the code. Basically, all the stuff that you're not supposed to do, right? If you're not a programmer, you know, there's people that there, Fiverr didn't exist back then, and and Elance might have been around, but anyways, for whatever reason, I think I was just being cheap. Um, I decided I was going to dive into this. Anyways, the point of this is that that was kind of um, that answers your question of kind of where I got my start. Um, I was working on a specific project, and it was just um, just trying to solve it one way or another. But what was interesting was that after a year of building this thing, so I got, I got it up and going. It was ugly as sin, um, but it solved a need. Um, websites didn't have to be gorgeous back then. So it did what it was supposed to do and it was innovative. And, but, but in the beginning I wanted as maximum number of people to use it. And so I wasn't charging anything in the beginning. And cause you kind of got this chicken and egg type of thing. You need, you know, everyone needs to be participating. So I removed all the friction of, of paying money with the idea that 
eventually I would have to charge for it. <clears throat> so about a year into it, this is way before we had kids. My wife came to me and said, um, babe, this is awesome. Love that you're so pumped about this, but you've been doing this for a year. Do you think it's time to finally flip the switch? Yeah. Okay. I guess it's time. That was the kick that I needed. So without knowing what a product launch was, I, I came up with a pricing structure and I basically did a product launch. Um, and, and so it just seemed natural to me that there, I called it my charter membership and I came out with a pricing structure and I gave a deadline and I emailed people when I initially opened it up, I think one person, one company bought cause it was kind of B2B who I was going after. And then it was crickets. I was like, Oh my God, I just wasted an entire year of my life. And, but I, but I decided, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to keep going forward with it. And when I get to the deadline, I'm cutting the thing off. I'm going to burn the son of a gun to a ground. Um, and, and I'm going to hold fast to this deadline. So what, what, what that's what I ended up doing. I, I helped type the deadline. I turned off accounts. I think I had three people that had paid. I certainly wasn't going to make enough money doing that, but I held tight to the deadline. And it's, when I cut it off, people started calling. Because what I didn't realize at the time, number one, I, I knew people procrastinated, but I didn't know to what extent. Number two, because it was B2B, the people that, I, that were using the site were not the people with a corporate card. And so it wasn't until I cut off their access that they realized, oh, now I got to go ask Jim, the, the, the manager, for the corporate card and then go beg this guy to, to give me access. So um, within a week, I had over $20,000 flood in. And, um, and then some of it was recurring revenue. Uh, I wasn't making 20 grand a month, but there was enough recurring revenue that that was my full-time thing for years. Um, and that gave me the platform, like the freedom to be able to, um, really stretch myself in terms of consulting and learning about marketing and and really trying to, to hone my game. But I didn't know it at the time, but that, that was my first real upfront in the trenches introduction to the power of deadlines and why it's so why it's so necessary because if there was no deadline i mean I, I my life would have gone in a totally different direction that's awesome and i do want to dig into that but i'm curious on that note have you then you started out you essentially taught yourself a programming language to build the software uh that was at least for this initial one it sounded like um is that still the case to this day or, or at, when you've kind of built deadline funnel and some of the other software you've went and hired somebody else to kind of take on that and you do more of the, you know, CEO type stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm much more, I'm much more the, the higher level stuff. And it's not that I can't code I, on a scale of one to 10, I'd give myself a realistically probably a, a six and a half. Now six and a half compared to the, the people who are on my team is still a very, very good programmer, but the people that I've hired, are just light years better than I am. Um, and so, and that's what you want. I mean, I was, okay. So I, I was watching a news. I'm not going to date. I'm not going to say what it is. Cause I want this. I don't want to date this interview, but there's, but there's something going on with Facebook right now. And I was looking at, at Mark Zuckerberg and I was thinking, you know, that's a smart SOB, but as smart as that guy is, he's, he's hired people that are, I bet are twice as smart as him. And, and I bet you, I bet you he has them by the dozens right? He could throw a rock and hit someone smarter than he is. Um, and so as no matter how smart you are as an entrepreneur, and I'm not putting myself in the same category as, as Zuckerberg by any stretch, but I'm just saying, no matter how good you are at your thing, chances are that you can hire someone smarter at that thing. And you should, um, it's within the past several years, I'd say past three to five years that I've realized that where I need to be spending my time is on 
marketing, networking, um, team building, those sorts of things. So higher higher level stuff. Now sometimes I do uh, just to, just to either get something done and knock something off. Um, I will sometimes dip my toe back into programming, but every time I do, I'm reminded by, gently by my team. Thanks for thanks for helping us out, Jack. But now we have to go and fix like what, not not like a broke deadline funnel, but like we can't we can't push this code live until we we massage it and, and clean it up. Um, so, anyways, yeah, I I can code. My my coding skills have uh, progressed a lot since um, since those early early days because that was a long time ago. So I'm a much better programmer today. But that's really not where my focus is right now. Yeah, and to give some context to like the scale of this too. I, I'm obviously, I think many people listening to this will be familiar with Deadline Funnel, or they will be after this at, at the very least. I've used that software specifically with, with clients, and I'm planning to implement it as well here very soon for my own business and, and what I do online. But that's just one of the pieces of software that you've developed and that you're kind of leading the charge. I know you have other pieces of software, other companies. Um, I don't know if they're all under one umbrella or how you do that. I'm really curious because you seem to have a, many pieces of software, many software solutions. They all seem to be relatively successful, right? And, and so how do you manage all of them? Yeah. So um, I, one of the things that I did a few years ago was I sold off one of them because um, there's only there's only so much attention that I can dedicate, and really, what I should do. So, so Deadline Funnel gets the 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 bulk of my the bulk of my attention, um, and that's because my my attention goes where where the revenue is or where the revenue potential could be. Um, and so, f- for the for the past several years, that's been um, Deadline Funnel. And so I've been super, super focused and dedicated, even though I do have other software platforms. But one of them, for example. Um, going back, I don't know, five or six years, I created a platform that some people may have heard about called AW Pro Tools. And what that was, that was a another software as a service platform that you could log into. And for a monthly fee, you would get uh, automation, basically a, an automation suite that was bolted onto your, your AWeber account. Uh, because AWeber had fallen and still to some degree is, is behind the times on marketing automation because it used to, you know, again, I've been around for a while. So it used to be that AWeber was like the only thing around. And back then just sending autoresponders was, was magical. Um, and then companies like Infusionsoft and Entreport and Convert, I mean, they're just tons of them now. Um, and, and so these companies have innovated where um, AWeber kind of stood still and I'm not trying to throw AWeber on the bus, it just is what it is. And so I saw an opportunity because there were hundreds of thousands of people on AWeber and rather than having to uproot whatever list that you've built and move over to something like Infusionsoft, what if you could get 80% of the same marketing automation functions that you're getting with say Infusionsoft? So that's what that's what AW Pro Tools did. Um, but it just it was it was a even though it was a a, a great uh, great product for me at that time, it got to the point where there's only so many Aweber users, um, and um, and also Aweber was starting to add in some of their own um, marketing automation to try to catch up, and so it was just time to sell that off, and I wanted to to focus on something where it worked with every email software out there, so I sold off AW Pro Tools to an investor. That's awesome. Okay, great. So I want to talk about deadline funnels uh, conceptually. Yeah. We can talk about the tool, of course, and how it works, but I'm actually more uh, curious about 
uh, the underlying kind of uh, sure. theory behind it and, and pragmatically speaking how it works, which is, so in a nutshell, it's, it's a tool that will allow you to add in uh, certain time-based requirements for certain things. Like if I send somebody a link to something like, hey, this is the last day of the sale, they click the link. And at midnight or whatever, once once they say click the link, it's going to go away. Uh, it's one really poor way to define yeah. it. You can you can elaborate on that. I'm I'm curious specifically about this idea of urgency and scarcity mm-hmm. and the way you guys have built the technology to to make that to make anything to make any to make this urgency and scarcity evergreen so that it yeah. can always be happening. So take it from there. Yeah, so so great. So I, I'm, I'll do my best to keep this very, very focused on on the concepts and also give anyone listening practical things that they can use regardless of, of whether you decide to become a client or try it out or whatever. I just want to give people some some great solid tips. So, um, so anyone who's ever done any sort of launch, whether it's a big launch or whether it's just a small internal launch to a, a tiny list, it doesn't matter. One of the things that you will notice is that there are two days where there's the the most sales and that is the the day when you open the cart if you've again i'm just going to assume you're doing things right the day that you open the cart because people are anticipating they're waiting at the door so to speak you open the doors and people buy but there's an even bigger day and that day is right before the deadline and i and my team call that the perfect persuasion window that's the 12 to 20 really the 12 hours uh, before the deadline have the highest um click-throughs per email sent, highest revenue per email sent, highest revenue per, per, per click. I mean, all your numbers are off the chart. And so one of the things, so the first thing that I would write down for anyone listening to this is it, regardless of what size launch or promotion you're doing, even if it's to your own small internal list or big internal list, you want to send more than one email on the last day. Now, if what I just said violates some some sort of quote, rule, I'm doing air quotes, rule that someone else has told you never send more than one email per day, this is the time to break that rule because I will tell you, once you try it, you will never go back. People need more than one email on the last day. If you So rather than sending one, at least send two, but I recommend sending three. Now, I am not an aggressive emailer, but I'm just telling you what works. So try it. You can always go back to sending one email, but what you'll find is that it will dramatically increase your sales because people procrastinate like you have no idea. They, your email, your, if you only send one email, it might go to their spam box. It might uh, be ignored. They might open it and say, yeah, I'll do that. Oops, look at this shiny object over on Facebook. There's all sorts of things that could happen. So when you send more than one email, you are giving them opportunities to uh, to purchase right before the deadline. And this is when people are, everyone who's been hitting the snooze button is going to pull the trigger. So that's what we call the perfect persuasion window. Now, given that, what I came to realize several years ago, and I believe to this day, is that any promotion, not just launches, not just one-time specials or anything like that, any promotion if you don't have a deadline on that promotion, you're losing sales, period. Any promotion you have where you don't have a deadline, you are losing sales every single day. And so you need some sort of way to have a deadline on your evergreen system. So a lot of, hopefully a lot of 
the, the folks listening, are using some sort of list building and then lead generation uh, automation systems. They're collecting names and emails on their email list and sending them a series of emails. So basically, at the end of it, you want them to have a deadline. Um, you mentioned something early on in our in our conversation about um, not not lying, and it's really, 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 really important. Um, if if not for if for several reasons, there's the ethical reasons that you want to be um, completely honest. But even if you're what I now call ethically fluid and ethics don't really matter to you, from just a pure practicality standpoint, you want your list, your subscribers, your tribe to know that when you say tonight's the deadline, that it is in fact the deadline. Because if you are are ethically fluid with that, it's going to come back to bite you on promotion number two, three, four, and five. And gone are the days where you can just do sell one thing to one person one time and build a business out of it. Maybe some people can, but for the vast majority of people, you're going to need to make repeat sales to those clients, and those are going to be your best buyers. You don't want to break trust with them. Um, so then, so then you get into. Uh, sometimes I'll get into arguments with people that I don't spend too long arguing because you either get it or you don't. But some people say, "Well, Jack, um, if you're automating the deadline, then that's fake." And my answer to them is, "No, you're confusing. Is it automated with is it real?" Okay, and one of the reasons why people get this confused is because for so many years, people have have used, um, hey, the deadline's tonight, they put a countdown timer, but people have noticed, oh, if I come back, if I leave the tab open, I can still get it. It just resets. And that's not the way you want to do business. But people have been so, uh, have seen that enough times that um, that a lot of marketers say, well, I don't want to do that. I don't want to automate my deadlines because that's that's fake. And what it comes down to, in my, in my eyes, is that if the person going through, if you tell them, if your systems tell them, hey, tonight, Thursday, is the deadline, and they wait until Friday, and they can't get it, then that's being ethical and honest. You made them a promise via your systems, and you fulfilled that promise. And so the fact that you automated it just means that you're smart. We automate everything that we can in our businesses to gain leverage. So the, the whole idea of automated versus like you, something can be automated and honest, um, or it could be on, automated and dishonest. Like there's all different ways to, to mix those two things up, but just because it's automated doesn't mean that it's fake at all. You just have to make sure that you're using, using the right tools. So yeah, uh, yeah go ahead. So, okay. So a couple things I want to point out before we get too, too, too far, cause there's a couple mm-hmm. points there that I think are really worth, um, expanding on. So you mentioned kind of the first thing you said coming out the gate, or one of the first things you highlighted was this idea of send more emails. And I did a recent launch and I did the teardown and I I broke down the stats. And on the average days uh, where I was sending one email, we were making about $636.50 a day on those days where I was sending one email. On the days where I sent uh, three emails, the average revenue was $2,231, a 3.5x um, increase. And, and the d- days where we sent two emails, it was $1,455. So it's more than two X. So it's not, not quite a, 
uh, a completely linear, you know, doubling or anything like that of, of the amount of revenue, but it's like to the point where it's like, it's not negligible. And now I never gotten to the point where I'm sending four five or six emails. I'm sure there's definitely going to be diminishing returns at some point, but I can just basically attest to the fact that more is better than less. And, and I did that with, on the basis of a, a deadline as well. So those days when we were sending those three emails, that was the last day to get, to be able to purchase at a certain price point. And so yeah. I, I just wanted to bring that up because it, it definitely validates the point. And all the clients I've worked with, exact same thing. We always get our, our biggest spikes in sales at the, on the first day, typically on the last day of a campaign. But then anytime in between where there is like a final deadline, say for a bonus or something like that, these kind of like midway through a launch type uh, bonuses or, or things that are still on a deadline, we can still actually take advantage of that and and get a spike in sales. Can I, can so, I, can I jump in there? Please. So, so something, so I was on a, on a, I was on a training call this morning and I was talking to Agora. Do you, do you know of the company Agora? Finance? Yes, I, okay. I do. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So Agora is this huge behemoth of uh, one of the best, most advanced um, direct response marketing companies that there is. Um, so if you haven't heard of them, go look them up. It's, it's, it's fascinating. Um, do hundreds of millions of dollars every single year in direct response marketing and they hire the best copywriters and then they give them high training over that. So, um, so one of the things, so I was, I was really honored to be on this call this morning. And so one of the things that I was teaching them was something that you just mentioned. Um, now I was teaching them how to do it in an evergreen fashion, but let's just focus on the launch because it's sometimes easier to talk about. So a really valuable thing that you can do is that you can have, um, multiple deadlines within your promotion. There's a couple of reasons why that's going to increase your sales. Number one, because if one deadline is great, two deadlines is going to increase your sales even more. So how do you do that? You already mentioned that, and that would be to have an early action bonus, a quick mover bonus, quick action taker bonus, however you want to describe it. But there's another benefit to that because there are going to be people, more people are going to miss it than will take, take you up on it probably. And so for all those people that missed it, they are going to see hard evidence that that deal on that first deadline is no longer available. And so that's going to add credence and credibility to your final deadline, because if you're following our advice, that deadline is going to be 100% legit and real. Um, and so you're helping people to understand, look, these deadlines are real. This isn't, there's nothing fakey going on here. You miss the first deadline, you can no longer get that. So don't miss the second deadline because then you're going to have to pay full price or then you're going to have to wait five months to, you know, if we launch it again, like however you want to set up your funnel. And so having multiple deadlines is another big tip. It's kind of advanced because um, it requires more work. But once you get to that point, it's, it's a really powerful thing that you can do. I love that. And yep, it validates the point for sure. And, and Agora, I'm very familiar with them and everything you just said. So if they're using these tools in an evergreen fashion, I think, or these strategies, uh, it just is a, it's an, it's a testament to the power that this stuff works. And I think there's a way to do it ethically and honestly. And that, that, that brings up the second point that I thought was worth um, touching on because you already brought it up was this idea of how you can automate that. And just because something is automated doesn't mean that it's not real. So maybe you can elaborate on that point a little bit. How do we introduce urgency, scarcity, and these kind of deadlines in an automated fashion, um, both from an ethical standpoint, but also uh, I suppose like a, uh, an execution standpoint? Like how do we actually implement it in a way so that it will be effective for us? So before I answer that, tell me, I mean, I, I don't want to, unless you want me to, I don't want to dive into talking about the software that does that. 
um, for for them. Like I'd I'd like to make sure that everyone gets value out of this. So is is there? A, can you steer me in the direction of how I could answer that in a way that's not talking so much about the product? Sure. Yeah. So okay. So I, I'm curious. So I'm just thinking to myself, I have a use case that I'm going to be doing for this. So okay. we recently rolled out a live launch. I do want to make it evergreen. I'm going to be making some tweaks and changes to it. Okay. And the idea being that I will have some funnels that I set up and I do want to have people, uh, you know, when I put them through this and if they, they click certain links or trigger certain things where I know they're interested in something, then I want to roll them through a sequence where they have the chance to buy. Okay. And I know that they need to have a deadline if they're going to make a decision just because I know how powerful that is. So I want to be able to do that okay. in a way that's ethical and honest. Okay. So, so what I would tell you to do just from a high level standpoint is, um, is you want it, you and I talked before about how one of the things, one of the power, powerful things about um, taking a launch and making it evergreen is that you're, you're utilizing something that you put a lot of time and energy into. And yeah, you're going to have to change some of it. Um, but if you keep, 80, 85% of what you've art, the, the effort that you've already put into it, then you're getting the benefit from it day after day, week after week, you know, et cetera. So that's, that's a, that's a huge reason why you want to take the time to, to do this. There are a whole lot of other reasons as well. So let's dive into um, the higher level stuff about how you would want to do this. So you bring people in, into your list. Maybe you have a lead magnet or a webinar or something that you get people on your list. Once they're there, um, what you want to do, if they're not in a in an existing promotion right now, what you would do is what um, a term that I've heard Frank Kern use is is a is a click campaign. So basically, you can have let's say three emails set up to go in a sequence: day one, day two, day three. And the purpose of those emails is really to just see are they interested in this topic. So, for example, um, I'm just going to okay. So I, I'm I'm I, I'm looking at tennis rackets in my office because I'm fanatical about tennis. Um, so so let me talk tennis for a second. If I'm on someone's list about tennis um, and they're talking about how to how to hit a better one-handed backhand, that's something that I would be interested in. So if if it was hey here's um, um, the other day we recorded a short five-minute video that overcomes the number one problem that we we typically see with our students when they're hitting a one-handed backhand that makes them hit it way too way too either too long or in the net and when you fix this one thing it takes only 10 minutes so enjoy this video i'm going to click on that right and so when i click on that whatever email system you're using drip convert kit infusionsoft entreport etc whatever you're using you should have the ability to tag that person and to move them off of so they won't get emails two and three which are by the way on the same topic right so uh, so what we're trying to do let's zoom out for a second what we're trying to do is we're trying to find out who who might be interested in 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 content that leads them eventually to a course on how to turn your backhand from a weakness into a weapon. And I'm sorry for anyone who doesn't care about tennis, but this is just the first thing that came to mind. Um, so on whatever that topic is, you, you're trying to send out content like you're sending them to a blog post or sending them to a YouTube video. It doesn't really matter. You're just trying to find out it, it, in any of these three emails, are they going to click on it? And if they do, take them right out of that sequence into a sequence that, say, I'm going to make this up, say, six days long and ends with a deadline. And so all of that's going to be done when they when they click on one of those one of those links. Um, if they don't click on the first one, but they click next day they click on the other one, then same thing they get moved over into that sequence. So when someone starts, really depends on when they're going through the first sequence and whether they click on on 
on email one, two, or three. Before I go any further, have I done a pretty good job of explaining like that piece of it? Yeah, 100%. Okay. I, right. I think that's on track, yeah. Okay. So we're trying to get people to essentially raise their hand like, hey, I'm interested in this topic. So now your system automatically moves them over into this sequence that's really focused on this topic, talks about case studies, talks about more tips, gives them results in advance, maybe builds up um, you know, no like, and trust on this particular topic, um, and, and provides additional social proof. Kind of some of the stuff that you do in a, in a typical launch. And then you start to introduce that you've put together a course because so many students said that they were struggling with this thing. And so you decided to put together this course. And so you start talking about the course and how it solves problem one and two and three. And you have, you know, so you, you build your marketing argument. A day later, and, and you link to it and they can, they can go and they can buy it. A day later, you say, hey, look, I told you about this yesterday. Here's some common questions. But like all things, uh, all good things, it has to come to an end. And so I, I'm sad to say that tomorrow is the last day that you're going to be able to buy this at a 25% discount with these extra bonuses that you'll see on this page. Click here. And then on the last day, you're sending out the reminder emails. Hey, I just want to make sure that you're not upset with me when this thing closes down tonight. Um, you know, you, you, the, the system does X, Y, and Z, and so etc. Another reminder email at noon, another reminder email at 7 p.m., and then you have your deadline. So that's that's the overview of how the email, I mean, that's as fast as I can go through, through the process of how you would do it. Now, let's talk about all the people that, say, the people that didn't click on those original three emails, they don't go into that sequence. And so a few days later, you send them some automated emails, your system sends them some automated emails on a related topic, or maybe someone else's uh, course. Um, and so you would try to be getting, it would be a different click campaign to try to get them into, into that avenue. For the, people that, uh, for the people that did click and they do go through the sequence, but they don't buy, here's what I would recommend. This is the simple version. There's a more advanced version. The simple version is after the deadline, either the next day or, or you can wait a day, you can say, hey, really sorry to see that you didn't take us up on the deal. Um, you can still buy the course at the full price without the bonuses or with a few less bonuses. It's a really good course. Here's some more client testimonials. It's still a great value. Um, but if you would, can you hit reply and let me know why, um, why, what, what made you decide not to purchase it? I won't be offended. I, I just really want to know. And so they'll hit reply on their email and respond. Some of them will. And so now you have an automated feedback loop to find out why people didn't buy. Now, let's, let me just pause right there and say without the deadline, number, first of all, without the deadline, you're going to make far fewer sales. But number two, without the deadline, when would be the right time to send that why didn't you buy? There'd be no right time because if you didn't have a deadline, it could be like two or three weeks later and someone's still thinking about it like, mm, you know, maybe. Um, and so if you sent that email saying, why didn't you buy? They might wonder, well, what do you mean? Why didn't I buy? I'm still thinking about it. So because you have the deadline, it gives you the perfect opportunity to say, hey, I'm really bummed out that you didn't buy it. A lot of our clients are getting great results out of it. Um, if you would just do me a favor and hit reply and just just write me a letter or write me an email and let me know why didn't you uh, why didn't you buy? It's going to give you that that feedback loop. Maybe it was maybe it was your pricing. So maybe you need to offer in um, a soft offer, um, which I should mention a soft offer is like free for the first 15 days. Or maybe you need to do a payment system. You know, there, there are different things that you might uncover based on the feedback that you get. So. 
so that's kind of a high-level overview of how you would do it. Now, um, you might want to say some things, but let me just throw this out here. When you start to get down into, now that I've given everyone the, the overview of, of one way that you could set up your automated systems, and by the way, you could have, if you imagine sort of a tree and you're traveling down the trunk, I described one branch. So when they click one of those emails, they go down one branch. But as you go further up the tree, there's other branches, other branches, other branches, other branches. So you could, you could set up your entire email system so that there's five, six, 10, 25 different branches that could be payment pathways to you, all automated. And so you can start to see how building this out one branch at a time, eventually you have this gorgeous tree that is, is generating revenue for your business day after day after day based on you're sending people into automated sequences based on what they're most interested in. But the challenging part of this is when you get to actually putting it together because someone's someone the light bulb is going off for some people hearing this, but here's where you're going to run into a roadblock is that when you actually go to put it into action, there are some technical challenges with synchronizing the what you're saying in the emails with what's actually going on on the web pages and also dealing with um, their opting in, reading some emails on their desktop, some on their laptop, some on their mobile at Starbucks. And so are, are you showing the same countdowns and same deadlines when they go to different areas and different devices? And so there's a lot of technical issues that can really sabotage what we just described. And so that's the reason why I created Deadline Funnel. So without getting into any sort of pitch, one, the, the challenges that come up with the actual implementation of all this, that's what, the, well, that's what our software is for. That's what it does. I love it. And I'm curious too, so that's, I, gives, I, I don't know if we can get really more thorough than that in terms of like implementing deadlines and why they're so useful and having these kind of cutoff dates for people to get in or out of things and, and the clear value proposition of doing that for any kind of business. And if you want to be able to automate any of this stuff, why that's so important. And, and, and so one of the things I've, I've come up against is, and, and I think you touched on this briefly, was when people are like, well, you know, is it, is it still, is it false or is it fake? Um, and I guess the big thing is it sounds like if I, if I can summarize the points, just because it's automated doesn't mean that it's false or fake. Uh, it just means you have to be able to kind of uh, stand by those deadlines even if somebody missed it. So even if this is rolling or evergreen, if somebody comes in, you know, today versus like three weeks ago, the person coming in today will still ha will have the chance to purchase and maybe get those bonuses, but the person that came in three weeks ago and missed that deadline doesn't. And so how do you navigate that? Like, are, do you find that there's any questions or challenges around that eth ethically or otherwise? No, um, no, because most of the people who are having that argument, <clears throat> first of all, I've never used our software. And, and number two, um, they're just they're just talking about it in the abstract. You know, they've seen other people use countdowns the wrong ways. And by the way, you can take almost any any marketing tactic and use it incorrectly, and either either use it unethically or or use it in a way where it's it's ineffective. So it's it's kind of these conversations about um, video sales letters, good or bad, discuss. You know, th those those types of discussions. You know, sometimes they're interesting, but they're not really useful because when it comes right down to it it depends on well launches good or bad well it really i've seen i've seen really bad launches both in terms of results and in terms of, of some of the things that they said during the launch that just kind of rubbed me the wrong way and i've seen i've seen some really good ones um and so it really depends on how the individual person executes it but um in terms of i think you were asking do 
do our clients have any sort of um, concerns about it? And, and the answer is no, they're coming to us because they want to be ethical and honest, but at the same time use urgency. And that's what, that's what our software does. And, and so when someone comes in on Monday, if, the, if Bob comes in on Monday, the system automatically assigns his, his deadline to be, say, Thursday. Susie comes in on Tuesday. Um, her deadline is Friday, and so on and so on. And it's not the type of thing where they can just go, oh, well, I'll clear my cookies or open up incognito tab or switch to a different, you know, I'll just click on the link on my, on my mobile because I was on my laptop. It, it, our system takes care of all that. So the deadline is the deadline is the deadline. Um, and our system just makes it so it can be automated in, in the same way that we don't to, to send out a series of emails as people come into our funnel. We don't have someone that we hire to keep a, an Excel spreadsheet of, okay, I'm going to send out email number one to this group of people today and email number two to this group of people. We have a system that does that. We pre-write the emails and let the technology take over it. And so that's what, that's what our software does. It synchronizes it. It takes care of the issues of cross-browser, of deleting cookies. It, it, does, it takes care of everything so that you can be a marketer and implement the urgency and the scarcity that works without sacrificing your ethics, um, without lying to your audience, um, and, and do it in a way that, that, that you feel, feel really good about. Because here's another thing, and this is, I'm going to switch over to philosophy for a second, and I truly believe this. Um, so I've had multiple conversations with, with marketers who, for whatever reason, probably their upbringing, they, um, they're, they're not the type of person who, who really hard sell. And so um, I sent out an email to my list uh, about a year ago, and it was about uh, a friend of mine who also is working with me on a project. Her name is Annette. And the, the email was about one of her clients named Ben. And it was talking about how when Ben was, uh, was three, he was diagnosed with autism. And the doctors told his parents, Ben is probably going to grow up in an institution. Ben will never be able to love, and he'll probably be, never be able to talk. Um, so, I mean, just imagine hearing that about your child. Well, they ended up working with Annette in her Denver, Colorado clinic. She's one of the uh, premier world experts on working with children with autism. And um, there's a there's a, a video that I linked to in the, in the email where uh, a local Denver news station had done a local news story about how Ben had been accepted into uh, the Berkeley College School of Music. He was the prom king, and you see him talking to his friends, and he's playing music. So, so he was raising money by by playing the piano in this crowded bar, right? All the things that the doctor said that he was not going to be able to do, he did them and more. And the point in the email was, what? would have happened if when those parents met with Annette, and I've got, I've got goosebumps on my arms, what, what would happen if when those parents met with Annette, my friend, my, my client, if Annette had not been persuasive enough? I'm not saying that she was pushy or she hard-selled but she was persuasive enough to get them to part with their hard-earned money so that Ben would work with her instead of someone else. Where would Ben be if, if she hadn't convinced them? And so my point was, if what you're selling delivers value to the world, if your if your prospects are better off moving from the looky-loo prospect, I like to read your emails side of things, over into, I'm your client, I love your stuff, your stuff has changed my life, then you owe it to them to really sell aggressively. 
I, I didn't say to bend ethics or to lie or cheat, but within the boundaries of ethics, wherever you draw that line, it is your, it's your obligation to move as many of the people from the prospect category over into, I love your stuff, you've changed my life category. And, and one, of the, one, of the, one of the quickest ways to do that, as long as, you don't, as long as you're using the right tools, let's just say, the quickest way to do that is to have a deadline because where we started the conversation is if your promotion doesn't have a deadline, whether it's a launch or whether it's an evergreen promotion, if, you're, if your promotion doesn't have a deadline, you are leaving money on the table. And it's not just about the money. You're leaving prospects in the prospect category rather than I'm ready to change my life. Let's go ahead and dig in and do this. Yep. So let me ask you a, a, a practical question on this as well. Do you, what, because I'm, I'm, when I do implement this, I'm thinking, well, I definitely want to be upfront about this, certainly on the deadlines and things like that. But I'm also wondering and, and playing around with the notion of, you know, essentially letting people know that this, this is, you know, maybe even to the fact that this is automated, but that this is a real deadline, it is automated or something like that. Do you recommend for or against that? And, and if, if there's a, a use case where you think, yeah, it's, it's not a bad thing to be forward about that and to say, yeah, this is automated or something like that, even if maybe it goes against some, some internet marketing, you know, best practices, have you seen that implemented in any way that's, that's, that can still be effective by just essentially kind of being really transparent with it upfront? Yeah. If, if we, if we have time for me to turn around and ask you a question, I want to, I want to find out what, what are you sending people to that, that you would, you would want to forewarn people and, and I'm, I'm putting that in air quotes. You're forewarning people that, hey, this is this is not this is not live. So in other words, are you sending them to a video where when you recorded the video, you were saying things like, hey, welcome everyone, we're live right now. Are you saying is it is it that type of thing or is it something no, else? I'm actually so the way I'm picturing this is the way I'm gonna be implementing this is uh, via email. So people come in through a lead magnet, then I'm gonna send them a series of emails and then essentially sell them on a course that I've created. But I want them to let them know, like, or and it's going to be definitely on this deadline. And when I rolled this out the first time, it was live, so like there definitely was a cutoff point and everything like that. And I'm planning to automate that piece. So I'm just wondering if, or if it ever makes sense to kind of forewarn or however when I kind of describe that to say this is like, listen, this is this is the time limit. This is coming up. It's it's the final. You know, this is going to be only available for you for the next week. And you know, if if it makes sense ever to to say straight up to somebody like, and this is like automated, like you're, you've already, no. I, and I don't know, cause I'm just, I'm really no. brainstorming out loud here, Jack. That's, that's why yeah. I'm curious. Yeah, no, I love this. Suggestions. I, yeah, I love this, but I wanted to, so, so let me back up. So if, if you had, so in a lot of launch situations, um, you are turning on say Facebook live, or you're doing something where you are saying in the video, because it is at the time, Hey everyone, we're live today, right? So if you're sending, so if if that's an asset that you want to send people to in an Evergreen situation, my personal feelings is that you need to edit out the part where you're saying this is live. Don't try to don't pretend that this is live that you're doing this live and any of that stuff. So I'm not an advocate for for sending people to a video that says this is live when it's not live. Um, the but you weren't saying that. Um, so. What a lot of, let me ask you one more question and then I'll give you my answer. Are you, at the end of this, are people going to be able to still buy it, but at a higher price or is it the type of thing where they're going to have to wait a period of time if they ever get it again? 
I don't know yet. So let's let's go with the idea. I guess I haven't quite thought through to that point yet. I guess the way I would do it is probably have it would just be at a higher price point. Okay. A lot of our uh, that's my favorite way of doing it. A lot of clients do it that way. There's you can do it the other way too. But let's go with that. So let's say if it's normally 500 bucks but you can get it for 250 plus killer bonuses. So here's here's the way that you here's here's the way that I that I do it. Um, I I, I say, so first of all, in the first, if an, if an email sequence is say, I'm just going to use the number 10 because it's an easy number to divide. So if, if your sequence is 10 emails long, which I think is a little long, but if it was 10 days long, let's say, um, the first five, six, five or six days, you really shouldn't be talking about the product anyhow. Okay. You should be talking about them. There's a, there's a great uh, phrase in marketing, which I want to get right. I hope I get right the first time, which is don't tell me about your weed killer. Talk to me about my crabgrass. So, so talk to them about their problems, help them show them some simple ways to, to, to fix some of the things that are bothering them so that they see through demonstration that you understand their problem even better than they do. After all, you've helped hundreds or thousands of other people with that same problem. So talk about their problem in various different ways and start to provide solutions and innovative ways of looking at their problems and solutions that they haven't considered before. Then start start to slowly introduce them to, and, the, and one way to do this, I'll give you a mechanism, as you, let's say on day two, so you can, you can start to drip it in, but it's not the focus of what you're talking about. You're not talking about on day two, your product, but you can start to slip it in like this. You can say, um, hey, I want to share with you today a common problem that I've seen. I'm going to use the tennis analogy again. Um, so a common problem that I see is, um, is when people are up at the net and they're volleying the ball. A lot of times they'll hit the ball in the net. Well, in chapter two of my online course, um, I cover that. And I want to share with you the first two videos of that because this is going to solve the problem that I called XYZ Dilemma. And so um, click here and go check it out. Now, that wasn't a pitch, but I've, I've dropped in there through the context that there's an online course. Um, and, and I'm sharing that with you and providing value. So then it's not a shock when in day six I, I say, hey, you know all these, um, how, how I've, I've given you on day, on day two, we talked about this from, from the volley section of the online course. And then day three, we talked about the serve section from my online course. Well, I, I, because you're a new subscriber, I've put together a really special deal for you um, that, um, that you can see here. It's got these special bonuses. And normally, it's, uh, you can go to our website and see that it normally sells for 500 bucks. But for the next 48 hours, you can get it for 50% off. And you, you link to it. And then the next day, you talk about social proof. The next day, you have Q&A um, in, your, in your email. And then you have the, the final day. So that's, that's really how, how I would set it up. So the, the reason why you're giving the bonuses and the discount could be something as simple as you're a new email subscriber. Um, it could be you know because you're because you you clicked on the video that got them on there. You know you clicked on that video and and you're obviously interested in this topic. Um, it could be just because just because you want to. You know, as a business owner, you don't have to have. It, it could just be because you want to. You know, I'll give you a special deal right now.
Yeah, no, I like it. And, you know, I think when you take it offline too, and you think about like the store that has like a discount on, uh, you know, going at like any clothing store or really anything, any store, and you're going to find these like discounts on things that there's nothing to say that that discount is like the one time only, but it's certainly like today only, right? They can guarantee it to today, right? That kind of thing. It's like, so I guess maybe a part of that is also a mindset shift when it when thinking about this stuff and think yeah, of, the, it's not so much as like this is never going to happen again, but today is the chance for you to get it at this discount or to get this bonus or to get this exclusive thing, and we can promise it uh, through this offer, yeah, through this today. Yeah, and the and the supermarkets and the retail stores via the the newspapers, um, the paper and ink newspapers have for years um, really trained people that the, the, the discount, the coupons that, that they can clip have an exp, 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 expiration date. So, you know, all of those coupons have an expiration date. Why are they running this sale on this particular item right now? I don't know. They want, they want more people to try it out. You know, I mean, they, there's not some elaborate reason, but one of, you know, the, of all the things that I, I, I rolled through as far as the context, the reason why, one of my favorite ones is because, because you just subscribed, because you're a new subscriber, there's there's a there's a discount right now, but it's only good. For, and the way that I say it is that it's only good for you. Can only get it. It's only good for you. This bonus, this this these bonuses and this discount is only available to you until X date. I, you know, so I say to you. So so that's that's how I that's that's really how how I do it. I love it, Jack. Well, I know there's probably more we can get into, but I feel like this is a quite the deep dive into this anyway. And so I think it's a great place to conclude. So what I want to do is basically give you the floor. Where can people reach out to find you, connect with you, and of course, check out Deadline Funnel? Yeah, you can go to deadlinefunnel.com and um, I've, we've got live chat. One of the things that we really pride ourselves on is that our live chat is actually live. Uh, you know, we, we have software products that we use as well. And it really frustrates us when you go online and they've got live chat, you type it in and they say, we'll answer in four, four hours or you hear it back a day later. So between the hours of say 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., actually 6 p.m. Eastern time, we are really on top of it. So if you have a question about Deadline Funnel, whether it's a pre-sales question or you're a client and you need help, we are really there for you. And the way that we look at it is that the software is the the end goal. It's the mechanism to get you what you want. You didn't. No one woke up any particular day and said, "Boy, I hope I can buy some more software today." You want to have an automated marketing machine that's going to be more efficient, bring more sales, get more people from the prospect category to the happy client category. And our software, like our software, is just a mechanism to get you there. And we look at it like that. So a lot of times we provide support on software, you know, someone else's software that isn't ours. But in order to get you that end result, um, we will provide support on that in the context of setting up your evergreen deadline funnel. So if you're interested in that, if that interests you, go over to deadlinefunnel.com, start a 14-day free trial. Um, my team is there to help you. We even have a free onboarding call where someone from our team will jump on with you and answer whatever questions that you have. So that's the type of company that we are. And if that sounds good to you or you think it might, or if you're just kind of curious, go check it out, deadlinefunnel.com. Well, Jack, thank you so much for all this, man. Obviously, I love the software. I, I highly encourage anybody listening to, this, to go check it out and test it out and use it. And also just to say thank you for being in the trenches. It was really a pleasure to have you here today. Oh, this was a blast. Thank you.